Ho, ho, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to We the 98ers. Uh, I'm not doing the horse sound on my own <laughs> intro. I am the stash. We are sand shooter, but hey, don't worry. We got our boy, the professor, Thomas Schooley. He's in the house with us tonight. And man, oh man, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Thomas? Houston, we have a problem. Oh, ground control to Major Dusty. Yeah, and I, I heard there was just some kind of arrest warrant out for Refra and KK for robbery tonight. Robbery, 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 robbery. Oh, man. Talk about a complete game from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they that, that, that was it tonight. Tonight was it. I mean, fantastic game, first and foremost. Uh, Still can't it, do it, it simple, though. Well... Hey, listen, <laughs> Tampa, man, we don't, we don't, I mean, we look, it, it's just like with the lightning. I mean, none of those games necessarily were simple, but every single series was, you know? So, um, I mean, we start out the game right away with that Altuve home run again, first inning home run, just like last game, uh, the little man strikes, uh, and then pitching right again in this series. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, Astros come out, and he's sharp. Rays aren't looking at too much. And uh, uh, Yarbrough comes out, and he struggles his way through, but gets the job done. You know, after that earlier, you know, five-plus, uh, the guy did his job, you know. Well, we talked about yesterday, a lot of people were concerned about Yarbrough pitching. And we said – yeah, he might give up some, but we knew Houston's pitcher could also give out plenty of homers and runs. So uh, you got to drop the link for Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, I mean, and Yarbrough ended up not doing so bad. He got us, he got far like we needed him to. I think we went a little bit too far in the bullpen than we should have, but. Uh, hey, we're up 3-0 right now. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, you want to get the brooms out and everything, but, like, now you can just kind of let let your arms go a little bit tomorrow and see see how the chips fall, especially if uh, the ball keeps falling our way, you know. Um, and you it, got glass now on the mound, so. Right, right. You know, and he's <laughs> been our sharpest guy, really. Yep. He's been our sharpest uh, guy so far. And, um, yeah, I mean, and our defense is, again, can't, can't be just uh, – can't be understated. Uh, and shout out. Thanks for stopping by, Amy. Uh, prayers for you and your family. Uh, we love you. Thanks for being here. And uh, go Rays. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Be safe. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, this is the two of us chuckleheads anyways. Let's go ahead and bring Chris in. You guys know him. You guys uh, maybe love him. Shooter doesn't. I do. I'm a big fan of this guy, Chris. <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome into We the 98ers. The 98ers come alive again, man. Ah, you you know what's been job. more impressive is I think now that makes like, what was that? They were saying like 23 batters that the Rays bullpen have yet to give up a run. 22. Yeah. 22. 22, yeah. 22 uh, guys they on base. Yeah, they, Look, they inherited 22 runners and gave up zero runs. 
Well, and on top Look of up. that, there are, what there are thirty men stranded, something like that. Yeah. yeah. You guys stranded on base. On top of that. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But uh, the job done. Hey man, the, the stables are alive and well. You know, uh, they like to make you stress about it though. I can give them that, man, because I'm like, come on, man. Well, the again, guy... here we go. You know. Well, and and look, we we talked about that. We started off the you know the end the game with that home run by Altuve, but then was it the fifth inning comes through with the error? You know, a great yep. lead off again. Randy with another dandy coming through with the lead off hit there, and you know, Lau struggling but put the ball in play, forced uh, Altuve to make a throw, and he put it in the dirt, and well, that, that led to a, a breakout. You know. Yeah that that inning lasted i think like 35 minutes or something yes absolutely but yeah. Oh, Rand- yeah. randy's speed forced that bad throw because i think what altuve was thinking is like i gotta get it there quick for the double play for the, for the two and it just, absolutely he clutched it and, yep. he short-armed it really yeah he short-armed it yep. and uh so you, you know, know I'm and, just, uh, you know uh, you talk I'm, about uh oh, go ahead sorry yeah i mean i'm just glad that you made that call at the end of the game because I don't think the I think the first base umpire all night has oh, been bad. Head here. Oh, sorry. Now I know. Now I know how it feels to be shooter. You know, because uh, shooter I was gonna get there. I was gonna get there. But right, uh, go, look I'll right here. He go. can have the we can have the home run as long as he gives up the mares. And that's what I was saying before. Hey, what? Uh, two home runs. Yeah, two runs. Two solo look. home runs. That's two runs. Two errors. Five runs for the race. I'll I'll, well, I'll take I'll trade any day. Any day. I think it was more because there was five tonight and then three yesterday off of his error. It's like eight runs. Well, the off first, only errors. the first three technically were charged off of his error. Oh, okay. Like, even though, even though like the inning went on, like the, the inning was yeah. still going, it was only, it was still no outs. You know what I mean? So the yeah, inning I, didn't end. It was just, he was I responsible for, yeah. So like the two on and then the runner at the plate or whatever. After I don't, so it's baseball. You know how they, they squash that weird anyways. Look, uh, and I don't, I don't mind the Rays. I mean, it's happened all postseason. The Rays have given up, I mean, really all season. You know, they've given up a lot of home runs, but it's always, most of them have been solo shots. You can survive a solo home run. You can't survive, you know, like when, when someone's getting a three-run home run. So I don't mind. I mean, granted, Yarbs kind of had me, you know, second batter of the game, and he gives up a home run. But oh, you were all over it. You were all over it in our private chat, talking about how you were not happy with Yarbs getting the start. And uh, I thought it was a good call, man. Give give Glass now that one extra day, you know. And uh, no, I no, think, I you know, I don't, I don't mind giving Yarb or uh, Glass now the extra day. I just wanted to see Fleming in there. I just think he had more rest. I think he could have gone, you know. Although Yarbs went, he went what six, five or six innings. Six. I don't remember. Six plus. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I wanted that's I wanted Fleming to, to see if he could go a little bit deeper, you know, to save some of the bullpen's arms. Like maybe so Castillo didn't have to come up or Fairbanks didn't have to come up today. Um, that was my only thing. Is I just thought Fleming he didn't pitch at all against the Yankee series. He wasn't even on the forty-man roster. Right. So, and he's. Um, I want to say he was like four and one in the regular season when he pitched. So I, I liked his chances better than Yarbs because Yarbs can be erratic. You know, he'll have games like he had today, which were good, but then he has games like 
he had against the Nationals in the regular season when he gave up four runs in the first inning. So yeah, but we gotta up. stop. We gotta stop second guessing Cash. I I, I don't know why I continue life. to do it. I'm sitting on my I couch keep doing all night. It and, I keep, like, nope. and he keeps yep. he keeps just like sipping his Gatorade cup. I have that gif on my phone. And he's just like, fuck you, Chris. He keeps man. pulling down the mask. He keeps pulling down the mask Dude. and like ha 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 ha. And then makes the call. Yeah. And then I said it. Like, I said it the other nice. night. I said it the other night. I said I'm gonna stop second guessing them, but I gotta do it. I won't second guess know. anything Cash does anymore. Listen. I'm not second guessing him. I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm gonna say I don't know how I feel about it. It's my new thing. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say yeah. I don't do it. I'm just like, man, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the Yarbrough thing last night on the show um, because literally it got announced while we were doing the show last night. Right. They had already yeah. said last yeah. night was gonna be game four, and they hadn't named game three. And then while we were doing the show last night, all of a sudden it came up. It was Yarbrough. <laughs> So, but to pitch against Houston's pitcher and you saw his stats, it was, okay, Yarbrough can have a little bit of a bigger leash. And like we said in the private chat, you know, we're already up games. We're already up two games. Um, Their pitcher wasn't the best. He had had four home runs his last time out against him. So, you know, give, give our guys some rest. Yeah. No, and I agree, man. Um, but you know what? They're even when the Rays like best bats aren't coming through. You know, Brandon Lowe, dude. I want to say he's like for this entire postseason, very like oh for thirty something. Wow, like, he's lousy right now. Yeah, I don't know what kind <laughs> of slump he is. Way. He needs to go put on those Randy boots or something. But we we need him. Not only you know we're gonna need him. Because I mean, I'm not going to take that next step, but come on, man. I mean, we got to win one. They got to win four. So. And the update, I see someone here. Joey said, I hope KK is okay. They said the x-ray showed no broken bones. So he'll probably be right. He'll probably be out tomorrow's game, but they definitely can't put him on IR. If he goes on IR, he will not be able to play the. Uh, World Series. So no, Ca- Cash yeah, no. said he was day to day. So yeah, it might, my my thing is it's probably just um, swollen and bruised. You know, it yeah. hurt like hell, obviously. But They're yeah, actually talking to him now. Yeah, let him let him like have it. Got him on the flesh. You know, yeah. look like it got him on the fleshy part on the inside of the palm right there. Uh, so um, you know, I. Man, that that's gonna hurt. But you saw him on the up on the rail. He just sitting there rubbing it out the whole time. He was crazy. Yeah, I think they'll rest him. Where the ball struck his palm. He said it's hurt. He said it's hurting. They're interviewing right now. He said he's hurting really bad. He's trying to be hockey tough. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started, dude. Look, man, (laughs) Kiermaier's not gonna waste an opportunity to go to the World Series. You know, because sometimes it's. The only chance you get, you know? Yeah. So I just think it hurt. he'll get a day of rest. And if the Rays, you know, they go and get the series sweep tomorrow, then he's get an extra few days of rest, you know? Um, yeah, because we're one game ahead of the Nationals. So we'll definitely yeah, get an extra day. So it And then you got to fly down to Texas. And yeah. I think the series is going to be played in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I told all last night. <laughs> 
So, all right, yeah, let's pick yeah, it up so. back where we left off. So, yeah, so then Renfro, you know, comes through with that big blooper, uh, if you can call, you know, a, a blooper big, but that was a huge clutch, clutch little uh, hit there, and uh, that broke it wide open, you know. I mean, that, that ran through the whole lineup, basically. Not basically, got through the whole lineup. Uh, it, and and that, that's what changed it all, you know, and uh, a, a little bit of some... some uh, some touch and go from our bullpen there, you know, going through the seventh and the eighth. But um, the defense came through again, again. Renfro with two big plays in the outfield um, after Kiermaier had his two big plays in the outfield early in the game. Renfro came in late in the game, back to back innings with huge plays in the outfield and right field. Um, Man, you, 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 you see it all so far through this game. It, last night, it was the infield out there making plays. And uh, and even Adamas had a, a great defensive play from deep uh, in the infield and not throw all the way across the first with the pick from uh, Yanni. Uh, uh, that was a great play as well. So, I mean, the defense was flashing all over this game again. You know, Wendell, over, Wendell, too. Wendell as well, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and I also think, you know, maybe a lot of guys in that situation late in, in the ninth would have tried to pick that ball and make a play and throw and maybe get an error and, and a run scores there, maybe even two. I like the way – I like that he picked it up and put it in his pocket, you know. Yeah, the yeah. bases are loaded. But you got to trust your guys. you got to trust your system. You're pitching your defense. You got And that's what they did. Again, just kind of like we saw on the other side of the bay in the playoffs. Trust the system, play your game, and good things are going to happen. And that's what the Rays are doing right now. You know, they're playing their game, they're trusting the system, and at the end of nine, they're at the top of the scoreboard. The Yarbrough uh, did five innings, faced 21 batters, Fairbanks three batters, Curtis five batters, Thompson three batters, Loop two batters, Castilla five batters. How did Loop only face two batters? Doesn't he have to face three? I would, I would think so, but it, it's showing the MLB is officially showing he only faced two. Yeah, that's weird. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I think you guys said it a few nights on. I think it was uh, game. What I don't know, game two maybe. I know on one of the nights you said, look, good teams are gonna take advantage of errors. Yeah. And, you know, the Rays, they scored five runs, you know, or three runs, but scored five in that inning off that error. And, you know, the good teams take advantage of that, you know. And sometimes that's what you need to win a game. You're not always going to be able to win with the long ball, although the Rays have produced most of their points on the postseason off the long ball. But, you know, look, it was a one nothing game. And you know, you only, you knew it was only a matter of time before the Rays were going to do something offensively. You know, as long as yeah, they keep yeah. it close, they're going to wear this team down, and they're going to get you know they're going to take their chance. And when they do, they're going to attack it. Yeah, well, and you know, if you're you're watching the game, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's BA that was saying there in the fifth inning that as it gets deeper in the game, the pressure is more on. The Astros with a one-run lead than it was on the Rays, and then there it was in the bottom half of that inning, the error by Altuve, five on the board, 
ball game. And and that that was it. The pressure was on. Altuve clutched it again, short armed it again, whatever you want to call it. Didn't put it in the dirt. And and that was the difference. You know, when 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 the pressure was on, they cracked. When the pressure was on our guys, they made the plays. That that right now is the difference in, in this game or in this series. Yep. yep. And you know, I don't mind if we can get to that last at bat for Altuve if we're there yet. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the home plate umpire making that call without checking with his first base umpire because I felt no. like. Is it because we're Rays fans, though? I mean, no, no. Had, I just... had, had that been a Ray, had that, that play, I, I, that looked like a. Almost a hold up. I would have said, like, I want to chat. Well, listen, I want to hear yeah. Chris's take, and then I'll give you my take on it because I have a take as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a close call. I don't know if he fully went, but all night I felt like the Rays have held some bats. They didn't go all the way. And when he checked with the, that umpire or that uh, first base uh, ump, he, he was saying go every time. And plus – you know, with it being so late, I just think they're like, we need to get this game over with. Um, that's I, my I take. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if the ump is like, uh, I'm it wasn't so late there, the there in California. Over. Yeah, first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and again, yeah. I, I feel like they called it, it pretty evenly. Like yeah. Right. See, my, my thing is look, you got to watch the. So, okay. There was to say, watch the wrist, watch the wrist. And yeah, you got to watch the wrist. You break the wrist. For me, you got to watch the head of the bat, too. What what does the head of the bat do at the end of his motion? If the guy is really holding up and didn't commit to swinging the bat, because that's what you're looking at. Did he commit to swinging or not? Because if he committed to swinging, that's a strike. If he did not commit to swinging, then that's a check. That's basically the definition you're looking for here. Now, if the guy goes and moves his hips and not and and his hips activate, that head of the bat is going no matter what. So if you then decide to stop, the head of that bat is going to jerk back real quick. Like it, as you do it, the, that the head of that bat does something very specific. So maybe your wrists haven't completely broken yet, but your body and your hips are committed. So then when you pull back, it's a very jerky motion. Whereas if you're barely, if you're still checking and you haven't committed yet, that bat just kind of swings. It kind of comes to a little bit of a stop. And yeah, the bat head comes back, but it's not nearly that violent jerky kind of motion. And I think that's what the home plate umpire saw is as he came back, that bat stopped quickly and came and jerked back. And that's a committing that's committing to the swing. And I think that's what he saw. That's why I think he didn't go and check with the first base umpire. He saw the head, the action of the head of the bat there, and that's what he called. That, that yeah, and they about. they only check if they're not sure too. Right. You know, and if he had a good grasp on it and said, Hey, well, yeah, he and, went, he's gonna call it. Well, and I have a huge problem now with uh, with catchers just being able to basically Pass, command yep. the home play umpire to go check because it yep. used to be like that was disrespectful back and then when i grew up for the catcher to point it at first base and tell the home plate umpire to check that used to be like 
a no no. Like, no, you don't know. You don't do that. You trust the guy. And unless it's like super close. And then like you did it personally, like you looked up to him and be like, hey, can I get a call blue? Can I get a look? It wasn't pointing down there telling him to do his fucking job. It was, hey, you know what I mean? Do me a solid. Ask, see what he saw. That's how it used to be. So I don't mind it at all. Like, hey, I, I'm tired of these catchers being so fucking demanding, like telling the guy how to do his job. And second of all, the way the, the bat head moved, it, it it was clearly to me like he committed to swinging the bat there and then tried to stop it a little too late. So, so, so Randy, as you like to say, Urs Arena now owns 18 hits through the Rays' first 10 games of the pro season, has them tied behind th- only three other players, Thurman Munson, Devon White, and Hideki Matsui. And that's three multi-hit games as a rookie. It's uh, the most in race. Uh, so isn't he like the first to do that too in, for the Rays yeah. or whatever? But that's yeah. a good company yeah. to be in. Yeah. Be on be in there with <laughs> Decky, bro. Well here's yeah. my story on, on Randy or Rosarena. Um Rand. early early He's early in the Rand. year. Yeah, I call him home Rundy, but <laughs> um early in the year I was like, man, because Renfro was really disappointing me in the regular season. You know, it was either strikeout or home run with that guy. And his defense wasn't really that great. So I'm like, man, I'd rather see a faster player with a better bat play more than Hunter Renfro. And I guess, you know, Kevin Cash knew what he was doing, man. He's like, he held him off for the right time. And the guy's on fire, man. Like, you might as well just come up and, I mean, I mean, that one inning, they just walked him. Like they, he didn't, I don't even think he stepped in the box. They just said they're going to walk him, and he went right to first. No, he didn't um, at all. Which, again, I like that, you know, the things that they're doing to speed up the game, you know. You used to have to throw all yeah, those pitches and to make throw them. The four pitches and up. now it's like they, they're like, he shouldn't even touch a bat. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I agree. Why did he touch a bat? That's the entire reason of this rule. Just go ahead and tell him, hey, go to first, bro. Well, not even that, but yeah. that pitcher's got to put four extra pitches on for yeah, and I mean, I, reason. I, I, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I don't mind that. I don't, I'll, I'll take the walk for that guy knocking extra four. Hey, is that a blueberry Red Bull you're drinking? No, it's a Pepsi. Oh. Pepsi. No, look, I, look, I just saw it's the blue a can. Pepsi. I saw the blue can. It. That's all. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't drink energy drinks at all. Um, I can tell. I just don't. The only real, the only one I'll really drink is the Mountain Dew Kickstart because I think it's more Mountain Dew than anything else, and I love Mountain Dew. Well, it's got like juice in it too, right? Supposedly. Yeah, it's I don't like know. Mountain Dew and juice, alleg- allegedly. I don't. So I'm not going to put you on the spot, Stash, because I know it's your first time doing this solo. So I'm going to ask you to share this picture, but this picture was put out on the uh, Ray's Twitter, and it says, Ray's defense be like. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's Wendell everywhere. Man, I, I thought I was watching the Bucks 2002 defense out there, man, because they were not letting get nothing by. And Randy almost had one. He had, he, he, you know, I think he went for it a little bit too early, or I mean, too late. But he was, he was pretty close to making a pretty uh, nifty play there late later in the game. Yeah, but, he didn't quite have that first that early break on it on that one play. But yeah, man, they were all they were selling out. That's the other thing about this team, man. This team is you selling do it. out. 
it's the playoffs. If you're if you're not selling out, and I I saw some master of players, you know, on some of those bloopers where they could have sold out, and they just yep. didn't want to do it. And that's going to be the difference in this series. Who wants it more? And the Rays do. Well, we came into this series talking about pitching and the pitching and pitching, and it has seemed to be stifling Houston a little bit. But really, it's the defense that has kept this them all through these wins. It's the yeah, defense I mean, that kept Houston off the board. Oh, Look, after after that Altuve home run, wasn't it um, – who was the next – I think it was that same inning where Kiermaier – literally like ran into the wall to catch that ball yeah you know like, yeah and then and then Kiermaier, what happens if he misses it and this shows you what kind of team go. this is because Kiermaier then became the cheerleader for the last three innings and when yep. they ended up winning and that that just shows you what kind of bond and we saw that in the bubble with the tampa bay lightning you know yeah. it and that's what's happened in these bubbles is these teams have gotten closer and you know and we don't want to talk too much hockey on this, but if you even go back to when Tortorella won our first Stanley Cup here, he talked about how the home games, he still put the team in the hotels and wouldn't allow the families to be around them and pretend it was a away game. So there was no distractions or anything. And it really seems like the bubbles have been working for some of these teams. It's just lucky it's been the Tampa Bay teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, they're... They're, they're playing as well as you can play baseball right now. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm more surprised because I had a Rays first Dodgers World Series prediction. And now, I mean, the Dodgers are not looking too great right now. It's going to be a Braves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be. Man, and it's another one of those situations where it makes me super sad. We can't – the games aren't here. And – you know, yeah, potentially in Atlanta because it's like what? No, road I, trip. I make the road trip. Hell yeah, I make that road trip. <laughs> Hell yes, I make that road trip. You know, like I went to more Braves games uh, as a kid than anything else because I lived up, you know, in the Panhandle and I went to a summer camp every year. So like, kind of at the end of summer camp was beginning of spring training and whatnot. Like, the, you know, the end of spring training, wherever, and the, like. We were there, you know. Well, see, I grew up here, and we didn't have before the Rays. The only thing you got to watch around here was the Braves. Yeah. So I was a Braves fan, and then all of a sudden the Rays. Well, then they told us we were going to get the Giants, and we were going to get the White Sox, and then we ended up getting. I mean, I had the Tampa Bay Giants shirt. I had the Tampa Bay White Sox shirt because they were selling it like crazy down here just so they could get new stadiums. And then all of a sudden, finally we got the Rays. And so it was it was, it was a different thing, but Braves have always been my National League team because yeah. the Rays were in the American League. Well, so, see, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to go there just to do the Tomahawk job. Yeah, dude, I grew up with that <laughs> team with, like, Blouser and McGriff and Otis and, you know, all like Maddox and Smoltz and Free Lake. No, they had a, they had a nice pitching dude. Avery Smoltz, Maddox, and uh, I feel like we're forgetting like Smoltz, Maddox, Avery, and uh, the big one. Yes, we're missing the like the biggest guy that was on that. Yeah, no, we are. I mean, he wasn't a pitcher, but Chipper Jones. 
Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't even on the team then yet. Oh, he wasn't there yet? Yeah. End of that era, no. yeah. Tipper was basically like the guy, the only player. Like, Tipper always played by himself, poor guy. Glavin, Glavin, that was it. Glavin, Glavin, yeah, John Glavin, yep. Thank you, because he was, he was their freaking horse, man. Yeah, he yeah. was nasty. Yeah. The, um... Uh, but yeah, back to back to race talk though, man. I they just come up, you know, like on um, that Margot, that sacrifice bun, you know. You gotta be willing to make, you know, to do those. Like a lot of batters don't like to come up and do a bunt. They'd rather try to go out there and get a base hit or something. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about that play too? You feel like they called that play correctly? Yeah, I think I don't think it was intentional. I just think he he stopped because he thought it was a you know he's gonna pop out, um, so and then when he realized it was he wasn't he started running. So I don't think it was intentional, even if they reviewed it. There's nothing there that showed that he intentionally was trying to block the play. Yeah, well, and I mean that's the thing the guy has the and that's coming from a biased race fan. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Runner has his um, uh, right for the baseline or for the, you know, yeah. the, the, the lane. So he was he was out of the box basically by the time they made contact. He had one foot of the box at least. So he's in a base path there. So I feel like, they, you know, that's that's kind of one of those incidental contact plays, you know, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. So, so no, uh, now – uh, for the next um, for the next game, which is huge because he, hopefully with all the rest he got, he should be able to at least go seven innings. Yeah, that would be huge if we if he, if he can come out and and start hitting the strike zone early, and the Rays can continue what they're doing at the plate, to at least getting you know good at bats. And, and keeping these, keeping them nervous, putting the pressure on them, uh, it would be great. Yeah, we could get seven out of class, not have to go into the pen, and maybe come out with uh, the other team not winning any games in this series. And it's going to be Glass now against Granky. Yeah. So, and he's, you know, Granky's happy that there's no fans or whatever. You guys saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. We're throwing him shade for that. I'm like, fuck you guys, man. Fuck you. You guys don't know what it's like, you know? And I don't think he's saying I don't like having fans. I just think he's saying it's a, it's a nice change of pace for him personally because that's the most stressful part of his job. It's not pitching or anything else. It's the interaction with the fans and being in that environment. We might see both him and Glasnow go seven innings, and it's a two-to-one game. You know what I mean? I see extra innings tomorrow. Yeah, I mean he'll be, it'll be a he's a tough pitcher to face, but I want to see the Rays kind of start fast, you know, like how they did in uh, game two. You know, they came out right out of the gates, three nothing lead, and then pretty much that held the entire time. But I'd like them to come out, start fast, get the momentum. You know, it's already in your favor. Just bury just bury the astros make them go away as john cooper would say yeah yeah well you know obviously i think that's key um 
And, and here's the thing: keep the keep the pressure. You think you think Altuve is able to shake off these errors already? I don't think. Oh, so. it's got to be I, in his head. I think it's in his head. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. And again, sure he's got those homers, but um, let's go back to the comment that we had earlier from Glenn. I'll take one run homers all day, especially yep. in the first inning. I'll take that all day. Because you know what that does to me well, as well as a pitching staff for the Rays? Eh, let's me settle in a little bit, you know? I got that one out of the way. Whatever. Now I can settle in. But like, Now we can go to do our job, you know? But that's the way I look at it. But that's happened all year with the Rays. You know, when they gave up home runs, it's been a lot of one-run one shots. They, don't, they haven't given many up where it's a three-run home run or a two-run home run. Um, I think they gave a couple to the Yankees, you know, in that series. But okay. other than that, run home runs, yeah. Uh, you can live with solo home runs because with your defense playing as well as it does, it's going to be hard for them to score like that. Yeah. So I'm fine yeah. with it. The Rays have won 11 straight with Glass now on the plate, so on the mound. Yeah, I mean Glass, Glass is as as good as they come, you know, and when he has that curveball working, you know, it can be another 10 strikeout game. And is two and oh, 4.05 ERA with 20 K's. He's then, really like, I don't know. I don't want to be controversial, but he's really our number one pitcher, but he just starts behind Snell. I think is. it's a, and I think that's why they put him at game four. Well, you know, they had already, had already previously announced it. You know, yeah, it's kind I, of that we're in this cash era right now, and it feels like we're still kind of in the Madden era, but it's like Madden 2.0, right? Yeah. Because they did this back then when Madden was here. They never had their number one guy necessarily be there, like Shields. Shields wasn't necessarily their best pick. He was always their big game. He was number one. He was always leading the rotation, you know? Then for, for a while it was him, then Kaz, then it was, you know, Pete, then it was Archer, or not Archer, uh, Price. Price. Yeah, and then, then it was Price. And then, like, they, the Rays have always kind of used their number one guy later in the rotation. And I like it. It's And it's for the same reason. Like I say, like, you can kind of bear your best guy. And if you can get quality starts and innings from your bullpen early on, and then you can bring your big guy in. That's man, that's that's completely changing the game. You know what I mean? You're playing. It's like chess, not checkers. You know what I mean? You're playing chess and they're playing checkers. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you know, Snell, he's gonna come in and he's not gonna like crap the bed. He's gonna give you some good, a good game one. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna pitch five to six innings and it's gonna be really, you know, Snell's no walk in the park. But I just think Tyler Glasnow is just that much better. So you go into a game one and you have Snell pitching, and then game two you get to go over his glass now, you know. But that's a very advantageous for the Rays. And then you got Charlie Morton, who he hasn't been able to go as deep, but he's still producing quality innings, you know. I mean, yesterday he gave up zero runs after you know, lost. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, he had a couple shaky innings, but he was able to pull himself together. You know, he's a veteran. He knows what to do, and you know, yesterday he gave up zero earned runs, and it's just crazy. God, I mean, two days ago, uh, 
but yeah, you know, um, it, I like that comment from Tyler there at the bottom. And yeah. look, and you got so many really good, a lot of good pitchers, you know, um, the Rays, yeah. one of their, they had a really good prospect prospect in Brent Honeywell, who last year, and I think it was during um, spring training, he jacked up his elbow and he hasn't even he hasn't pitched at all this year, but he's on the 40 man roster, um, you know, so it'll be exciting to see what he does next year, you know, not to get ahead of myself. But the Rays have done an amazing job pitching. Kyle Snyder is one of the best. And, you know, I like when he comes out there and when the pitchers are a little bit, you know, off the mark, he comes out there and he's like, you know, puts their head back in the game and they get it done. Well, me and Stash were watching. We're watching the, the end of the game together, except for he hit. We're, he was a little delayed behind me, so the last the last two at batters, he had to go walk, go away and watch it live. But we were talking about how Castillo, like, you know he's not throwing strikes at you, but you still are going to swing at him. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite thing about the way they do this lineup. And I kind of also, like, it, I, it just – you got these guys that can throw, and that's the other thing about him too. He still throws ninety-eight. He doesn't. Oh, he never throws strikes. The guy lives outside of the strike zone, and he just lives to make you look stupid. And to me, that's the kind of reliever I want. If I'm if I'm not kind of old school baseball coach, I want guys throwing ninety-eight. I want my stable of ninety-eighters, but I and that are pounding the strike zone for seven, eight innings, and then my closer comes in. And he doesn't even come close to hitting the strike zone, but it look every pitch out of his hand looks like a strike, but it never yeah. falls. That to me, that's a real closer to me because then, yeah. then you have no idea where that guy is coming from. That, and you got you you got to respect the ninety-eight man. Like you can't just take him. You know what I yeah. mean? No, especially, and then, especially and then if you it's in it the, down to eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah, that was on his uh, slider though. Yeah. Generally, his fighters in the 90s, you know, yeah. usually 90, 91. And then he took just a little bit off because, um, who was Altuve. it? It was to Altuve. Yeah. Yeah. Altuve the other night yeah. when he struck him out. So I think he wanted to take a little bit off just Look, so he didn't it. time just, it. Just different enough. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about Castillo, too, is that he's intentionally out of the strike zone. He He's, he's not wild out of the strike zone he he knows that his pitches look like strikes out of his hand it looks like they're going to end the strike zone but they don't and that's what makes him beautiful uh you know it kind of reminds me we were talking about before about maddox maddox never had 98 i mean he got up to like 94 96 here and there but mostly that guy lived for breaking pitches he he lived to like have a couple of pitches that were strikes normally but 80 percent of what he threw wasn't a strike it looked yeah. like a strike coming out of his hand but it never ended up as a strike but guys were swinging at it left and right um it's the same with that who's who's that guy from boston the through that sick knuckleball man like oh uh wakefield wakefield most of the time those weren't even in this they weren't in the strike zone they were dropping really low but he get people to chase them show fuck that guy <laughs> but uh, well, I, I yeah, watch, I mean, our, watch our viewers go up and down and every time i start getting aggressive and try, dropping the bombs it's just like, doop, doop, doop. like <laughs> look, this is the this is 
it's the future of baseball, man. You're not going to get pitchers that are going to go 120 pitches anymore. You know what I mean? Deep into a game. You want a pitcher who can go five, six innings and then get some, you know, your bullpen to come in and, and support them because it's more advantageous for, um, you know, the the pitchers and the other, the other team because you're not seeing the same pitcher and over and over. The release is different. The timings, everything's just different. And so if you got – Glass now going six innings. The next thing you know, you got Nick Anderson who's throwing sidearm right. coming in. Or, exactly. or you know what I mean? Or, I mean? Yeah, Ryan Thompson coming in for two oh, innings throwing sidearm. Like six ten too, isn't he the guy that's six ten? I always forget which one of our guys. No, Glass now. Glass now six eight. Glass now six. No, yeah, but we got a six ten guy on our roster. I, I can never. No, I think Glass now is the tallest on the team. I'm telling you, we have a six ten guy. But anyways, um, maybe six eight. I don't know. But anyways. No, you're right. You're totally right. And this is the way it is. And it used to be the starters, you wanted three rotations, three guys, three times through the batting ladder, order out of your starter. That's what you wanted. If you if your yeah. starter could get through the rotation three times, then you were good. Or through the order of three times, you were good. Now it's two. If you're if your starter can get through the rotation or the order twice, that's all you want. You don't want and that's and that is a testament to hitting. And the way hitters have become so much better in this league is because you don't want them to see a guy a third time, no matter how many pitches he has or how good he is. You don't want them getting that third shot at him. And and I, I don't think that's necessarily changed. I just think that there's a different strategy in how you build your roster now and how much more pitching is. Like Even relievers, you didn't used to have 10 relievers you had five or six and then you had your starters and then the rest of them were all position players you know to have Aaron Sliger is a 610 see 610 he's 610 yeah that's what it is and we haven't even seen Sligers this series no he no he only he came out a couple times in the Yankees series but we haven't seen him in the in the series and then you got glass now that's six eight Fairbanks six six Curtis six five Curtis made a heck of a play tonight too Oh man, how about that, Dandy? Man, I wish Shooter was here to grab that screenshot for us because uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that shit and fuck up the show. Dude, that was crazy. But it, but if yeah. you think about it, like look at the Yankees, man. Like they're paying one pitcher three hundred twenty-four million, and the well, Rays are paying their entire roster twenty-eight million. Well, that's his. That's his full contract, though. That's not what he makes. A- yeah, yeah. No, it's like fifteen million dollars a year right. or thirteen or something like that. Right. But that's right. like. Half the Rays payroll. Oh, it's like a third. No, the Rays payroll this year was twenty. The twenty-eight man roster was twenty-seven million. Are you serious? It was twenty-seven mil. Yeah, they were like second or second or third bottom in the league because the Orioles was the they were the least. They had like twenty-two million. I forget so, the next team had twenty-four million, and then the Rays were at twenty-seven million. So thanks, because you you basically gave me the perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about. And I wish that there was something that we could like, we could create some type of town hall forum meeting with Stu Sternberg and the fans and fuck the city uh, managers and the prospectors and can we build a stadium here, there, blah, 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 blah. Because look, the, the guy might not money 
everybody knows who to hire. Okay. Clearly, right? Clearly. We went from the best manager and pitching coach combination in the league from with uh, Madden and Hickey to now maybe again the best manager and manager and pitching coach uh, combination in the league again, right? Back to back. Yeah. We were I mean, I was shit in the bed when Hickey retired, right? I mean, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't know what we're gonna do. But now we got the next guy up and Sterling is like the whisperer. He's even more the whisperer than Hickey was, right? And and, and Cash, he's just like we were saying, man 2.0. So if we could just get with Sterling and be like, look, man, it's not your fault that you inherited a big top fucking circus. It's a place to play your ball, but if you could just stay around for the fans, man, we're in it. The fans are here. Just give us a quality place to go watch the game. I feel like we're watching baseball and not a three-ring Ringling Brothers circus. You know what I mean? Because if he did that, I think we would be there, man. We would be there. He put the product on the field. He has. He's done what he has to do with the budget he has. The guy has put a product out there for us to love. So and they started 27th. On opening day, 27th in the league at 28.7 million. But see, they went ahead and gave Lau the big contract too, which is something they don't normally do. They went ahead and gave him aside from Longo, you know? So, and I think that contract, they kind of came to bite them in the ass a little bit too in the end when they had to move them. So, you know, this, this ownership is showing signs that they're committed to winning. They just don't have payroll that we want them to have in this division, but we don't need it. Clearly, we're showing it. We don't need it. So now we need to embrace this owner and figure out a way as a fan base to let them know if you build it, we will come. Build it. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. We just need help building it, though. That's the problem. Nobody wants to help them build it. I do. I will help I don't care. Yeah, but you got to put out some millions of dollars, man. Right. <laughs> I think that stadium they wanted in Hillsborough was what? 800 million or something like I don't know. It was some ridiculous. Yeah. I vote for um for this tax and I will. I will I will put my money where my mouth is as a team. As a fan. Do you want to be a hockey team town? Do you want to be do you want to be a sports town? Do you want to be Champa Bay? You know what I mean? Do you want to be Winners Bay? Do you want to be the town that that now sports is known for? At least. The well, they want it. They just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Pay for it, fan and a resident of the Bay Area. Tax me, please. I hate taxes. I I'm a libertarian, bro. Down with the IRS. I, I mean, I, pay honestly, I don't think Vinick. I don't think Vinick buys the Tampa Bay Lightning. Had it not been the Tampa Bay Sports Commission saying we'll keep the Ice Palace and we have control of the Ice Palace and we're going to help you and you don't have to buy an arena. I mean, right now, Mr. Vinnick could probably ask for anything and Tampa Bay Sports Commission would probably give it to him on a silver platter. Well, because that's right. You're absolutely right, you know, because that was a thing. Like, because the Lightning owned the arena, right? Right. Yeah, they still do. They right. still do. Yeah. So that's the main difference, man. And that and that's the other thing too is, you you know, fuck you, St. Pete. You want to say you're gonna try and make a deal, but you you wrangled the you, you strong arm the Rays 
been the Devil Rays into that contract. That is a, not only is that a shitty place to play, that is one of the worst contracts in the histories of sports teams and arena contracts. That's a terrible contract. And they're still freaking seven years away from the end of it. But when you when you look at it, though, man, like, I've been on that side, you know, the wrong side of St. Pete and trying to drive to a drop game. And it's it's awful, man. Like, no one from Tampa wants to make that trip. The traffic's awful. The parking isn't too great. Um, so if, they, if you now, would do – there's tons of parking. There's tons of parking. There's like, plenty of parking. Yeah. Don't give me that. Yeah, it's not- shitty parking is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Only because of construction now. Only now because of construction. Before construction, the Lightning's no- pretty bad too. And after construction, even less of a problem with parking. But one well, thing, my thing is, is, is making that with this parking, except for Bucks games. Bucks games can be shitty, but yeah, it just depends on where you go and if you're willing to pay for it. That's the difference. The uh, but the it's just the the. the Making that trip across, it's just not, you know, for me, if I lived in Tampa, you know, I wouldn't want to make that, you know, a couple times a week to go watch the race play. And that's the biggest oh. issue. Now, if you, if it's 10, 15 minutes from my house, I'm going to go as much that's as I can. That's all I'm saying. I sound lazy. I don't want to go because that, that stadium sucks. Well, we, we talked about I it I don't mind the stadium, the community, the outreach in the community sucks for the Rays. Yeah, it's not the same as what Vinick does. The Glazers well, don't do it either. You know what? The Lightning don't even do that anymore. Vinick does nothing. He doesn't need to do that anymore. But back in the day, you used to see Lightning players everywhere. They're still out there, and they still do the, the youth engagement for the hockey leagues. Yeah. They're out there engaging the schools. They're building the youth, the high, the high school hockey scene here. The Lightning are building it, have built it, continue to build it. That's that absolutely is what is the difference between the Rays and the Lightning and the Bucks. Because even the Glazers are better at it. But I think that's just football inherently. Football has just always had that bit of charity to it. There's always right. that thing. It's- make it big you've got like oh and that's not even as big as it used to be but everyone had their own little end zone right their own little especially back in the day when i first moved here with the bucks in their heyday it was like everyone had like saps saps warriors and, and, and uh i'm blanking right now but all those guys brooks is yeah a train yeah yes. exactly they all had their little areas you know uh they don't do it as much as they do it did now, but they still have their their same kind of outreach. The Rays have had dick, nothing, but kiss. That's the number one problem right there. If they were more involved, like the Lightning traditionally have been, like the Bucks have been here and there, they would have much more support of the local community paying for a stadium. For them. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of that also shows the players retiring and coming back. I mean, what raise players do you really know that retire and stay here and then be part of the team again? Where the Lightning, they have a whole stable of players that have played for us, who live here in the Tampa Bay area, who coach, 
you go to Brandon Ice Rink and watch Little League hockey, and you got former Stanley Cup champion from 2004 players coaching. You go to Wesley Chapel, you got them coaching. You go to Lakeland's new one, you got them coaching. You don't have that in Tampa for the Rays. You don't have that in baseball, and you've got to build that. On top of it, their kids are playing in these leagues. Players' kids are going to be growing up playing mm-hmm. in these in this area, you know. Um, baseball is different too. They don't, you know, how many baseball players are out there with families and raising their kids and everything? Like, it's not the same, right? Like, especially like most American ball players, they don't have the same mentality. Uh, it, it's it's just an interesting thing. But anyways, you know, get back to the Rays, um, and and what they what they do right now is win. They win baseball games. They win playoff games. They come in clutch when when it's when it's clutch time. They're shifting gears, man. They're putting up runs, and they're they're Look, making it happen. If if you would have told me, if you would have told me at the beginning of the series that the Rays had a a chance to sweep the Astros in the ALCS, I wouldn't have believed you. We are, we are one hand away from winning a World Series. I will say this, yep. though. We did sit here in game one and say, who are you afraid of on that pitching staff from the Astros? And none of us had an answer. And we even forgot. We didn't even bring up Grinky. We told I know. Because <laughs> years ago, he would have been your number one guy. He didn't even get brought up in that conversation. Are you kidding me? I don't even remember who started game one for the Astros. <laughs> right. Right. So here we are. Here we are. We've got Cy Young guy going to get up against Cy Young guy right here, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what it's all about. ALCS, pivotal game. Could be the one team not winning a game at all and the other team winning them all. I won't say the S word. Uh, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. It's my show. Not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Uh, I, 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 man, I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by the turn of events of this series. I truly am. After watching what happened on the other side of the bay in the playoff series, for the inevitable, right? Like the parallels are so similar, aren't they? You cut out there. Uh, we're talking about the parallels of of the lightning and now what the Rays are doing. It's hard not to just sit back and relax and wait for the inevitable, right? Right. I mean, we literally Tampa just went through this. Like so now it's reliving. I mean, literally just. What two weeks ago we were doing a show called We the Thunder and talking about a Stanley Cup championship. And then our celebration show. I know. Yeah, because we had to roll right in to the Rays winning. Exactly. And then we're like, oh, we'll do it Wednesday night. And now we're like, we can't do it Wednesday night because this could be a series clinching game for the Rays. And we're going to be watching it. So it's going to be kind of hard to talk about one and then be doing the other one. So 
I mean, it's just, it's a we magical moment in Tampa. Months without stop talking hockey. And I don't even want to think about hockey tomorrow while this game is on. <laughs> I'm too much in the moment. I'm caught up. I miss I miss hockey and I play this hockey game on my phone like religiously throughout the day. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, you guys give them the screenshots, man. We personally know. But but man, it's it's been exciting, you know. I mean, this is like generally when you in a baseball season, you know, it's 162 games. You don't really stay, you know, you don't watch every single game because there's so many of them and and for me like you know this year it was a 60 game season i bought mlb network for 12 dollars for the entire year you know because i live out of state and you know i watched 98 percent of those games and you know i've just been it's just been unbelievable you know to see where this team just a few years ago you know because you knew we had the pitching you just had to get the bats, and, you know, the race found them, you know. They yeah. got a steal in Randy Rosarina. Um, you know, the glass now Meadows trades just was perfection. Um, well, the Cuban connection for this team, um, I think it's obvious why, right? Like, yeah. it, it, the proximity uh, to where we are. But, I mean, at the same time, we don't see the Marlins with the same – production the same results the same thing so you got to give the franchise a little bit of credit for it but man Aruz arena that guy <laughs> wow I, I i can't even I, I don't know the last time i've seen a story like his in any professional sport let alone major league baseball you know i mean I just he's just out. been the fact that he's even a rookie is mind blowing, and the rules of this game just blow me away. But then again, this guy just gets COVID and then does 500 push ups a day, minimum, minimum 500 push ups a day. Goes out there, yoked, looking like freaking Paul Bunyan. Like his, like his pecs are so big, he can't even like touch his elbows together in front of his freaking torso, right? And yet, this guy's out there cranking them and, and timely hitting, hitting them out of the park. Look like base hit doubles. Like this guy is hitting all across the field and making other pitchers look ineffective. And the rest of the lineup struggling. This guy is still coming through and getting himself on base. That's great. Yeah. If the Rays bring home the commissioner's trophy, I'll go buy me a PWT. The only killer is still the Tampa Bay Lightning over next season. Yeah, I mean, it's just been the, – the, the dude's been amazing. And it's hard to find, you know, a hitter with power and speed. You know, this guy is crazy fast. Like, whenever he's on base, the pitcher can't just shake he's him like off. He's like Ricky out there. You know what I'm talking it, about. And they just they see, like when he, when he's on when he's on first base, they pay so much attention to him. It's just such an advantage, you know, because at any time he can steal, and yeah. he's gonna beat that throw out. So you know and, when and, you when you go ahead. 
when you have to focus, if you have to focus on a runner, then you're not focusing on the strike zone and you're going to miss pitches or you're going to mess up. And it just leads to so much more. And I've been so impressed with Randy. Uh, it's just unbelievable what he's done. You know, he might not quite be Ricky Henderson fast, but he's he's got that swag and that burst speed. And then you even saw today when he was on before the error, uh, when Lau was batting, batting, he did that vintage almost like it's almost like the Wesley Snipes from a major league where he didn't even like he knew exactly his body length from the bag. So he didn't have yeah. to die. Kind of like laid down and like touched the bag perfectly, like right there. Like that to me is a guy is a sign of a guy that knows where he's out on the base pads and you gotta be careful. That guy's gonna make you look that guy's gonna make you look silly all over the field. Right? And he keeps doing it. And defensively, play on the base pads. That's a guy that man, if you can give him some kind of a, a like mid level three to four year contract right now do it right i i think he's more comparable to um bo jackson Whoa. more than ricky henderson wow and you know i was kind of like, oh no dude what do you mean what do you like? that's high praise bro that's huge praise but no like, I, I know it's high praise it's just look at chess you're right though because that's what it, you're right because bo had that speed and he kind of had like that that running back frame but had that power and that quickness and knew and knew how to use it and how to how to use it to his advantage yeah the only difference is bo never played for a tampa bay team (laughs) (laughs) but you know you can compare uh, you know i compared these these pitchers to the old atlanta braves pitchers um, and you can compare this this race team to several different players and pitchers, but down the years from now, people are going to be comparing teams to the race team of 2020. And here's a here here's another parallel. A lot of those pitchers were castoffs. Even Randy Rosarena was a castoff with the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, and the team found a way. Like, hey, we can use these guys. We know how to use them. We'll We'll get them in here. We'll buy, you know, they let them buy into our system and, and, you know, all is well. And, you know, yeah, man. I, I'm just overwhelmed because the last time this team went to the World Series or, you know, made a deep playoff run was 2008. I was, uh, what, 11th grade? I'm still young. I'm only 30. <laughs> but, man, it's just been, you know, as we're talking it's my birthday as we're talking as a midnight it was my birthday that's what i keep looking at my phone for people are still awake texting me you're like oh i'm in eighth grade and i'm thinking I was at the airport waiting for the team to come back when they lost against the Phillies in the World Series. I was talking coins and Chevy Fountain in Rome. Uh, <laughs> it's just you been know. like, like we talked about earlier. I mean, your best batters aren't even swinging the bat right now. You know, Willie Adamas, Brandon Lowe, they haven't really been a factor, you know, no. offensively in any but of Willie, these series. Not, 
Exactly. We said that again and all, again. I'll, as long as the other guys are doing their job of the play, I will take Willie's defense over his bat any day. Yeah, any day. You know, Willie, Willie's been sharp. Defense. I, I think everyone has played really well defensively. You know, a lot of times in the regular season, we saw, even with the catchers, you know, you saw a lot of pass balls. And I was like, man, I really, you know, and you haven't really seen them in the, in, in the, in the postseason so far. You know, Zunino has been on his game. You know, he's swinging the bat well. Renfro Perez swinging the bat well. Perez. Perez. Perez, you know. Well, uh, Margot. Yeah. Margot. And that's the guy's a story, if you haven't heard about him. You know, oh, his, yeah. he had his father died of COVID. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and for, for him to even be playing this year, you know, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but you never know what's going on in an athlete's life, you know. Oh, the backstories behind this Tampa Bay race team is like this is going to be the next, you know, Field of Dreams, Moneyball. There will be one about the Tampa Bay Rays 2020 team, no matter the outcome of this, because the backstory of so many of these players and their families is just something out of a storybook. Especially if they make the World Series, like if they like win when they make the world series but absolutely like win or lose in the world series yes getting because you know they make stories about the people that don't win the championships all the time as long as you're in the championship so no matter what although i do believe that's a whole new can when you look at maybe potentially facing the braves but you know this is again kind of like the same parallel from across the other side of the bay earlier you don't really fear any matchup anymore. Like even coming from the other league, there's not and, really anybody you're and, afraid of if your team is playing this good and, and at this level, right? And that's true. Right after that Columbus series, you know, once they once they won won that series, and you know, they went and played Boston, they lost game one. I wasn't, you know, panicking at all. I'm like, no, they're gonna they're gonna come back and win this series, and they rattle off four straight, and then they go on to. Um, now I'm Islanders. 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 Yes, another New York team. I don't know how I forget. You know, and just <laughs> the adversity yeah. they had to they had to fight, you know, throughout the playoffs. As many overtimes as they played, you know, the injuries, Braden Point, they're you know, without their captain, Steven Stamkos, you know, it was just incredible to see something that I'm still like two weeks later, like mesmerizing about like uh, that was just in here, you know, you got like Mike Purcell getting his redemption against our Dallas Chapman, you know, for almost decapitating him. Um, yeah. And it's just been, it's been something special this, this, you know, postseason. Oh, when they get, when they get past the Astros, that's it. I feel sorry for whether it's the Dodgers or the Braves being in their way, because that, that's going to, that's going to throw any monkey off the back for the Rays, and they're just going to have fun in. Yeah, the redemption of the Astros last year. You know, yeah. the Astros stopped them last year. They seem to be getting by them right now. I'm not trying to jinx anything. I'm very superstitious, but when you have a three series, three zero series lead, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna listen. We're gonna go a few more minutes. I'm gonna take a pit break. So you guys go ahead and let you talk for like five minutes, and then yeah. I'll come back. My last thing I just want to say, because I got to get off here and head home and shower, but, um, you know, the depth, man, like 
no matter what situation, you know, not a lot of teams have the ability to put in a Mike Brasso or a Yoshi Susugo or Hunter Renfro. You know what I mean? Like they're getting contributions. Yeah, they're getting it everywhere, man. And it's just been incredible to see, you know, no one's, you know, when it's their turn, they're coming up and they're, they're producing. Well, even Choi. I mean, you know, when that he's guy, I mean, some of the catches he makes, like, I feel that and it hurts me. Like, gosh, man, the guy stretches, you know, and like, we don't even have Nate Lau or Nate Lowe, however you pronounce it. Lau. You know, he, he hasn't even been on the roster. Yeah. For the post, you know what I mean? Like, and he's another guy who can hit the ball hard. He can play really good defense. And it's just, I mean, the depth of this team is incredible. I don't think there's another team as deep as the Rays right now. There's just so much they can do. And we talked about it in the Yankee series. They can do so much with their lineup. They can do so much with their pitching. Then not a lot of teams in Major League Baseball can do right now. And what makes it sweeter is they are, what, the fifth? Uh, lowest payroll, you know, like uh, the Dodgers. 20, the Dodgers area. So, I think isn't it? Out of, isn't there thirty-two teams in baseball? About thirty. Thirty. Okay. So even like the guy like Dodgers, man, they're they're right behind the Yankees in payroll. You know, second in the league. You know, with seventy-seven million dollars, and they're on their twenty-eight-man roster. But the depth on this team has just been incredible for a team that's, you know, only spent 28, 27 million. Yeah, it's um looking at it real quick. The Yankees are the first with 113.9 million. And then you have the Rays down at 27th with 28.6. The Marlins are behind it. The Pirates and then the Oilers, uh, the Orioles are last. Yeah, but, like, the Dodgers are second. I don't know where the Braves are at, but just uh, what I was talking about, Stash, was just the amount of depth the Tampa Bay has and everyone contributing and doing it while having one of the lowest payrolls in the league is just unbelievable. No, for sure, for sure. And that's kind of been the commentary uh, from the beginning of the show is just how other teams kind of brought the concept of money ball up the A's because of the show, the movie, but it wasn't just the A's. They were, Billy Bean was one of the first guys, but he wasn't the only one. Um, but that, for other teams to kind of bring that up, and then the Rays have perfected it. They perfected it. And we, it's like I said earlier, we had the, the version 1.0 when Madden was here with Hickey, and now you got Sterling, Cash here with Sterling, and it's 2.0. And now you're even in, like, because they've done it once, and, that, and I'll, I'll say this. I'm so out of the loop for the Rays. I don't even know who our GM is right now. But that dude right now, I, I, and that, that's Shooter. We gave Shooter a ration of shit for not knowing Whitey Ford last show. Uh, Look, I, just, if, I deserve a ration of shit right now for not knowing the GM if, of our if memory, team. If memory serves me right, the GM of our team this year wasn't the GM of our team last year because Boston yeah, yeah. Was, is he? Uh, I thought, I thought Bloom Eric, was our GM. It's Eric Neander. Okay. Yeah, but he's been so with the Rays for a while. So I know that name. He has been for, with the Rays for, for a season. 
Yeah, for a while. He entered his fourth season as senior vice president and general manager. His third season as the club's top rake in baseball official. Yeah. So what was so, Jay Bloom? Was Boom. he That's just like That's why you're the professor. <laughs> was Shane Bloom just the uh, player personnel? Who was that? Shane Bloom, the guy who went to the Red Sox after. Oh. What was he? But, yeah, it's just been. It's just been amazing to see. I, I know it's late, guys. I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, jump off and hopefully see you on here tomorrow night with the uh a yeah man it's gonna well listen we we decided we kind of decided this uh i don't think we can do the the we the thunder show during the game but maybe if if the rays don't pull it off maybe instead of a Rays post game we do the lightning show as our actual post game show instead. I don't know. We'll talk about it tomorrow and we'll let everybody know what's going on. But uh, he was vice president of operations, correct? He was VP of, okay. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Now you know. Here you go. And now you know. Knowing is yeah. not the battle. But if they, if they, if they, if they, if they win tomorrow, you, I'd oh, rather, you know. We're popping yeah. bottles, baby. You know how we do. You know how we do. I mean, me and Sulu will be popping the, uh, the Coke bottle. So does. <laughs> actually actually these the way these games keep playing i'm able to be able to get home now before oh, the fair. games are over so um right. two things before we go though i want to say the biggest thing i hate in tampa bandwagons you gotta okay. get out of here chris that's cool man thanks for thanks for stopping in no problems man no it's fine i'll, I'll listen to what he has to say okay. real quick. I, i'm interested in it I hate right now seeing on Twitter and on Facebook and everything else, everybody saying, look at all these bandwagon fans. We talked about this with the Lightning. You have to start somewhere. Unfortunately, the Rays did not – don't celebrate themselves in this community and promote themselves enough. Right. So for this to be what the only thing people can see on TV right now and jumping on the bandwagon – then so be it. They're just fans. I also don't think that there's that many bandwagon fans. Like, we got into this gate very first. Show yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I got into it with the guy in the comments about there's way more race fans out there than anyone gives us credit for. It's just that mm-hmm. that's a shitty product. Nobody wants to go watch it live. They've done so, they do such a good job with their broadcast. It's much easier and better to stay home and watch the game and listen to Dwayne and BA call our games and go there live and deal with all the bullshit. St. Pete, hipsters now, blah, 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 blah. Circus, big top for a stadium. You know, feel like you're actually at a baseball game. You feel like you're at, you know, Cirque du Soleil. I don't know. The fans are there. The fans are here. We're waiting for a fucking experience. We love the experience. I agree with you. Lay off the fans, man. Don't don't be sitting here saying, oh, bandwagon this, bandwagon that. No. These people have been around for a while. We've just been waiting for the product to come back. And then a shout out real quick to Ace Down Clothing. Um, If you checked out Shooter's page today, he got his 98ers hat. Um, Me and Stash are both getting ours this week. Um, And they're actually pretty much sold out and taking pre-orders for their next round of hats so we got some shirts coming in too pro bono from steve over there uh him and i were chatting the other night so steve over at a stop clothing that's our guy he's the 98ers uh 
yeah, man, good job. Those guys, I can't wait. I can't wait to get our swag and be our unofficial official sponsor of We the 98ers, Ace Route Clothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm now that I saw Shooter in that hat, I'm really waiting for my hat now. See, I got the gray yeah. one. I didn't get the, I, I didn't I, win the We the 98ers. I got the gray I would, one. Uh, I'd buy a hat, but I don't really wear hats often. So I might just, uh, I'll dabble yeah, into the, the, the shirts. But, I right um, kind of guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hat or sunglasses. But look, when you talk about bandwagon, look, I wasn't a Lightning fan until 2013. I came back from uh, Afghanistan. My brother had tickets to a Lightning game when I was on leave. We went to a Lightning game, and I just fell in love. That's the first time I ever watched hockey, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, I, I hate it. I don't think there's such thing as a bandwagon fan, exactly. Like, well, like I, said, I think, okay, look, there's some Buccaneer bandwagons fans. Especially when Tom Brady's on board. Look, well, there's a lot of team, a lot of people who wouldn't support the Bucks. But you know Tom what? Please didn't support the Bucks, bro. Come on. Look, okay. Look, <laughs> we're breaking look, if down. You supported right the, if you supported the Bucks and the Raheem Morris, Greg Schiano, you know that's a true. Um, keep going know. further back. Problem. I like feel the old sombrero. At the top of this, yeah, but I'm only I'm not that old man, dude. (laughs) Right, I could only help you where I was born. I was born in '90. No, and you're totally right. What I'm saying though, the Glazers didn't believe in Raheem Morris. Okay, the Glazers didn't believe in Greg Schiano. They didn't believe in these guys they brought in. That's the little bit of the difference between that team. Like we've been waiting as Bucks fans, as much as I can say I'm a Bucks fan, uh, for them to go and get a guy like Arians, to go and get a guy like fucking Brady. We've been waiting for that. We're not bandwagon fans. We're fucking, damn, we've been here so long. We've been waiting for this so I could be a fan again, fans. So that's the difference with the Bucks, if you ask me. When you have the Lightning putting a winning product down on the ice every year, it's kind of hard to get into the other two losing sports doesn't mean you're not a fan of them it just means you can't back it as much as you do the lightning because i'll wear any tampa team on my chest and on my hat with pride and i'm gladly will stay i'm from tampa and i'm a bucks fan i grew up here i was born in jersey but i grew up here so tampa sports is all i know um so and like i said i was in the old sobrero too you know i moved here at 22 i'm 40 so maybe not all my life i didn't grow up as a kid here but i grew up as a man in this city i found out i just was learning what sports are when i moved here yeah i just i was just learning what sports were when i moved here even though i grew up like with the cowboys winning dynasties uh, as a dynasty being from the southwest uh Moving here, going back out there, watching the Avalanche and the Red Wings. Like, you know, I, I saw it all. I experienced a lot of it. But when I came back here, that's when I really did Bucks won the Super Bowl. But right before I got here, should I freeze? No, you're fine. Oh, you, okay. It's him that's freezing. Okay. So, uh, but the Bucks won the Super Bowl uh, right before I got here in 02. And then the Lightning won the Stanley Cup right after I got here in 04. 
and then 08, I met my wife and got married, and then the Rays went to the World Series. So, like, for a guy in his 20s to come <laughs> to also, like, the first four years I lived here was basically, like, maverick, like, target-rich environment, like, yes, living your best life on the Bay. Uh, and then, you know, to have that experience sports-wise and then life-wise, like, I am 100% a Tampanian, 100% of my soul, you know what I mean? So I love the ability right now to kind of replay that all over again. We might have, again, we could be looking at a triple crown. I mean, there's some other teams in the NFL that are a little bit scary, and maybe the Bucks right now don't look like they can beat them. But we're looking at week five, Brady. I want to know what we're looking at week 16, Brady, in this team. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anyway. Again, here we are. This, this is what happens whenever shooters not here. The shit goes off the rails. Post game, fucking victory show. Here we He's are. gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, "It was edit. an hour and twenty five minutes. What the hell?" We're gonna get cut. So if you're watching live, you're lucky. It's like, it's like my uh, when I write a script for him. He's like, "Man, you always write these things ten minutes long. You got to keep them to like three minutes." Yeah, he's. We'll talk about that on the next show that he's not here. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, this was fun. I'll see you hopefully maybe tomorrow night, uh, regardless, either Razor or Lightning. Um, mm. We'll see what happens but, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's Let's been fun. Let's hope it's a Raise. Yes. Yeah, I think it will be. It's a win streak. Yes. All right, so, man. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate you. We all right, you. guys. Sure can suck it. Right. I mean, I'm a shooter. Go stash, boo shooter. Oh, the best. Thomas is awesome as always. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. You too. Thanks for calling in. All right. Boring just me and Stash looking at each other all night. <laughs> all right, man. Take these together. All right, man. And that's pretty much going to wrap it up here at uh, not quite an hour and a half with uh, out our liege, our our captain 2 15 in the morning could you imagine what he would be like right now <laughs> he's working four hours from now uh but hey he's pitching under armor europe tomorrow so hopefully we could get some free swag off of that because yeah there we go it all comes down to it that's all a shooter in the stash is about free shit <laughs> uh speaking of which again another shout out as uh thomas said to aced out clothing steve from aced out that guy uh Great guy. And by the way, that's themed apparel, too. We didn't talk about that before. They do specific themed apparel. They don't do, like, team apparel. They do, like, individual players, monogram hats, uh, shirts, all that stuff. So if you have, like, a favorite player um, or, like, a phrase or a catchphrase or something like that, that's what they do. And that's pretty cool, man, because not a lot of other companies do that kind of thing. So uh, we'll make sure we give them a shout-out again whenever shooter is running the show and we get regular watch numbers instead of these terribly anemic numbers we got tonight i blame it on the late game yeah I don't know. it's just not because shooters in here it's just because it was a late fucking game and it's 2 30 in the morning and almost who still is uh is awake but uh but thanks uh thanks tyler, thanks, tyler. And, uh, <laughs> i appreciate that so like an hour behind us or so so uh he's hanging in tough the shooter always does the number one comment of the game or whatever. We're just going to make you the number one fan. We're going to make you the number one fan. That's right. <laughs> I got special love. 
I dig the hat too in the profile pic. I like yeah. The, I don't like the old school uh old, old old school TV hat there. Like it. Like it a lot. Tyler, how'd you find us? Is he one of your friends, Steph? Uh I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's wait and see. We're gonna sit here and kill some time and see if Tyler's listening and he wants to comment and let us know how he found Shooter in the stash and we the ninety eighters. Do 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 is yeah. Now it must be on that such a little standard time delay as well. Yeah, it's gonna say he's like you watching the game tonight on the delay. Do you know I every time I sign on to one of these, it's usually Mark and Shooter. And they're on the delay, and I'm sitting here trying not to cheer. And he's like, "That's it, you're muted the rest of the game." <laughs> like, sorry, what the hell am I supposed to do? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't have cable here in the uh, in the lab. I mean, I do. I just don't have it hooked up. We use our uh, HOA free cable. I don't pay extra for that. <laughs> I got enough streaming services as it is. So. Uh, uh yeah um oh wait i'm totally listening like local tampa sports news you guys came up under recommended stuff oh that's cool that's awesome that's cool man well i appreciate it and uh here we are we appreciate it we'll be here for all the rays games if you're a local rays or tampa fan also i do wait both my eyes deceive me is that Looks like the neck of a saxophone also in your profile picture. Hmm. God. Am I right? Am I right? Your eagle eyes. Saxophone neck right there. Nah. I'm on Facebook trying to find them now. <laughs> Hold on while we stalk you real quick, Tyler. This just came right off my wall. I'm just saying. I, I, I do have a saxophone hanging on my wall. That's not in the regular picture, but not in the It is, picture. he said. It is. <laughs> you notice my white Tyler Parker mouthpiece? <laughs> I got a Budweiser um, light-up guitar, but it's not a real guitar. It's one of those beer signs. <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> saxophone since i was uh knee high to a hot toad as they he say. said whoa you have one too <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said mm. <laughs> <laughs> well hey man thanks tyler for coming in late hanging out here in the insanity i promise our shows are a little bit usually uh more hyped than this but uh give us a follow man give us a like on facebook find us on uh the Twitterverse, you see, that's me at TalkStash. We uh, we do this all the time. We love Tampa Bay sports. So if you like Tampa Bay sports and you're living out of the era area and out of the market, uh, we're a show for the fans by the fans. So uh, that being said, man, everybody, those that were here, those that were not, thanks for being here or not being here. Let's go raise, raise up, three nothing lead in the series. Raise up, Julie, What do you gotta say? coming out let's go for the s word tomorrow bring out the brooms let's take it four consecutive wins for the winning team that's right baby once again this has been we the 98ers i am your substitute host 
the stash with me tonight was the professor thomas schooley thanks chris for stopping in we'll see you next time everybody don't forget to raise up